0: You
1: got the, 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 the show. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show.
2: This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN.
0: But chocolate is candy. I think the clear differentiator is there's not a differentiator. <laughs> yes. That's like saying strawberries are fruit. Which one would you rather have? This uh, is a horrible tank. No, it's a correct tank. No, it's not. Chocolate, broadcasting no candy.
2: live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton. Here's Jim Rutledge. For the
0: record, I was proven right by the professional confectioners of the world. Even if it technically classifies as a candy, they do not classify it as a candy because they put chocolate in a separate segment. They treat it differently. They sell it differently. If you go to a candy store, it is a completely different product than candy. So we can get into the, the, the uh, Webster definition of it, but I would say colloquially, chocolate and candy are two different things. We can ask TikTok that question. Is chocolate different than candy I will go to my grave saying, "Yes, I am Jim Rutledge," alongside Jesse Nelson and Colin Russo and Ryan Wallersheim behind the glass, and we have Maddie, our, our social media queen, in here as well, guys. To the Mountain Blue, you know what to do. Let's crush a Coors Light, Jim. We are presented by Coors Light, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. That's my whole show today. What what aisle do you buy the chocolate in? Again, you're getting into the Webster definition of it. <laughs> it is viewed differently. They sell chocolate. They will block What's off the chocolate. Na- What's the name of the aisle where you buy M&Ms? I don't know. I buy it in the chocolate and candy aisles, what I buy
1: it. No one has ever called it the chocolate and candy aisle.
0: I have. I asked my wife this. You're smarter than me. And she says, yeah, they're two different things. There's chocolate, and then there's candy. Colin, you but were, there's chocolate candy, and again, that's a whole different... Are you saying that's a whole different category? Like, so the idea was, this is where it came from. My my daughter's like, oh, Skittles and M&Ms are similar. And I said, no, they're not. One is a candy, one is a chocolate treat. So, but like, they're similar. I agree with your but daughters. That, what, how, they're nowhere close in they are both flavor. There's chocolate that's separated
3: candies. from candy, but there's also, most of the time, chocolate... He's on Halloween it's with candy you're saying like Halloween you go to the houses and you get chocolate and candy or you so just go and get candy get chocolate trick or treat and candy it?
0: but so i googled is chocolate a candy <laughs> i don't care what the confectioners say and, I heard this and here's yesterday. what totallychocolate.com uh, has to say totallychocolate.com totally totally chocolate. <laughs> totally i think dude. it's a candy website I don't, <laughs> it can be considered a candy but more but more professional confectioners will not classify it as a candy if the candy contains some amount of chocolate so the they will not call it a candy if it contains chocolate. But you're talking about the more professional confectioners, so that's. Are we talking about a different yeah. quality these and level of chocolate, are, like, like or the chocolate these dessert
1: baking shows? Yeah, the chocolate you see at Walgreens—that's probably
0: just candy. And also, all chocolate is technically uh, not candy because some chocolate does not have sugar in it, which would be the definition for candy. But what chocolate but
3: that, that like you interact with so doesn't like, have sugar?
0: Right, but this is also <laughs> the idea of uh, cucumbers are a fruit, uh-huh. but they're not. But they're kind but, of, you consider them a vegetable. They're not, yeah. They got to classify tomatoes as are, something. Tomatoes are fruit. but they you would chocolate call it a, is candy. But you would call it a vegetable. I'm saying that chocolate is its own thing. When, well, you're talking about the perfectionist, like, you know, the pure chocolate. The people that we that, don't see. No, Nobody but, sees but that. But I'm talking, I'm just going back, again, I'm going to go back to the uh, the professional confectioners don't classify it as a candy. They, it, to their point... If chocolate has, if candy has any sort of chocolate in it, they are calling it a chocolate, not a candy. This is almost as aggravating as Minnesota Willie has has chocolate bar. Walker has a chocolate bar. He has a
1: chocolate factory and he makes gumdrops and all kinds of he stuff. He makes in there. candy and chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Girls, That makes sense. When your girls go trick or treating and they come back, Colin was on to something. Do you say, what kind of candy did you get? Or Then say, what kind of what chocolate? What kind of candy and chocolate did you get? Do you differentiate <laughs> it, It's the two? categorized
3: together
0: it, within Halloween. And that's again, well, that's what one thing. What kind of candy? Is Halloween right. doing
1: this
3: wrong? Do they need to have
0: a chocolate again, day? And then- I'm just saying that you're now speaking in general. That's like a cola. Like Pepsi and Coke are different. I, you, hey, are you having no, a soda? That's like
1: only people in Idaho that say... Uh, can I have a Coke? When instead like they should so- be saying,
0: can I have a soda? But a soda could be Sprite, Dr. Pepper. Pe- it could be Mountain Dew, any of those things. But we- So to your point, that's the same thing as Halloween candy. But when you put it out, if you're a kid, at least I remember doing this, you would separate your chocolate from your
3: candy. So what you're saying is like Mountain Dew, for example, falls under the umbrella of soda. Yes. But
0: you're also saying that chocolate falls under the umbrella of candy on Halloween? I'm saying that you can lump them together, but in general, you're still going to separate them out. That like I get the idea that, yes, maybe technically it it's is under the a umbrella. candy, yeah. but colloquially, everyone would separate those two. That you, you are viewing things as a chocolate or a candy. Okay. I've never called anything... Because Alex Stroh's like, oh, that's just a sweet candy. I've never... All candy is sweet, so again that doesn't make any sense. There is a candy to me is like skittles or juju beads or things like snowcaps is a chocolate. I understand it's a candy, but it is a chocolate, but there's candy that has chocolate within it and that is a chocolate based product correct and, and again i'll that one i 'll leave to the professional <laughs> confectioners they say not candy that is a chocolate or that's not chocolate that's candy cat for example is that just a chocolate or is that a candy
3: as well or are we just gonna jump around through the candies here and decide which is a chocolate and which is a
0: candy what uh you know it's just one of those things so you it's it's no wonder hamilton takes so much time off from this show it's (laughs) that's some booty it's like a lot of things you know it when you see it it's just you know what it's intuitive yeah yeah you know what's candy We, we have amendments written on the idea of you know it when you see it. So oh my God. that is the same thing is what I'm getting at. Your Bill.
1: government wants you to determine the difference between lollipops and three musketeers. Do you yes. think that
3: separation, that idea, you're in the minority on that? Do you think A lot dri- of
0: people... I, I, we got some text coming in. Yesterday, we had some text with me, and we never polled it, but... I was fired up listening to this on my drive we, home Let's yesterday. just poll it. We didn't do it yesterday. <laughs> okay. I want to see if Our he... I think he's in, like, the 30% minority. That's what I would argue. Is chocolate different than candy? All right, That's it's going I want present it. It's it going is, up in the Rutledge and Hamilton Twitter poll right now. All right. If... and Bill and Madison chimes in. If you get a candy bar and pick it out of Snickers, which is chocolate, it's still a candy bar, a.k.a. candy. Again, Bill, you're getting caught up in the name of, like, oh, we're just going to the candy bar. Then cola, Coke, and Pepsi are the same thing. Because That's all not candy's true. not the same. They're all different. You it is a chocolate bar. There are a few people in the United
1: States who will refer to any soda as, hey, can I have a Coke with that? And then you'll
0: say, well, what kind of Coke? Oh, a Sprite. Stickers says, <laughs> Stickers chocolate bar. So, Bill, you're wrong on a million levels. It's, it is a Snickers chocolate but bar. But there's, there's candy bars <laughs> that's,
3: that... Describe the candy bar if they have like marshmallows in it or if they are sour. That's what a chocolate bar. They're just describing the product.
0: Top (laughs) with with caramel and peanuts. They're just describing it. Encased in milk chocolate. Brad Nortman and
1: I were at the Great Dane last week. There's little Timmy walking around selling candy bars outside the Great Dane, and we say, "Okay, what kind of candy bars you got?" I got a chocolate bar. I got a caramel. That's great. Those are candy bars. Those yeah, are chocolate bars. Yeah, that's just describing bars. the candy. You don't have kids going for baseball fundraiser saying they're selling chocolate bars. No one says yes, that. Yes, they do. You
0: sell chocolate bars no, for... No, you sell candy bars. No, you don't sell... You sell chocolate bars. <laughs> well, now you're
3: just arguing over the name, though. It's kind of like this... It's the same... No that's just a thing preference like, thing. That's how you kind of like... You were raised with it. By you know, some people By that logic, unless you have a
0: like a Jolly Rancher brick, there's no such thing one as a of candy One-of-a-kind, crispity, crunchity, peanut, buttery chocolate bar. <laughs> That's their ad campaign. Crispity, crunchity. <laughs> Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger or challenge me on my chocolate versus candy take. That is where I am at. I'm amazed that this has rolled over from the end of yesterday's
1: show to the start of today's show across multiple hosts. It's our pleasure to be here with you, Jim. This is amazing, and you are so wrong, and I can't wait for the poll to reflect that.
0: Uh, I feel good about it. I feel very good about it. A few other people are agreeing with me on the talk and text line. Tauscher, though, has a worst take. You were on with uh, Mark Tauscher earlier today, and he is he's drunk on the green and gold Kool-Aid because you said, I think, last week that you thought this was an 8-or-9 win team. And I don't disagree with that, but that isn't a perfect world. That is an injury-free season from the Green Bay Packers, their 8-or-9 wins. Because I think that means a lot of things go right, but as soon as injuries start happening, which they will, they're going to end up around a six-win team, but more so to the part of it, and Jason Wilde agreed with me yesterday, I don't know what Jason said yesterday, or today with uh, Towsher, and you can share some of that, but the Packers are not serious about winning. I have wa- watch the show, Succession, they, they use the line, you're not serious people. That's what I would say to the Packers front office right now. You want to win football games? Why'd you get rid of Mason Crosby? You want to win football games? Why do you have absolutely no life raft if Jordan Love gets hurt? You want to win football games? You have bupkis behind slightly proven young receivers and you have nothing at tight end. So you are relying on all rookies who Tauscher has talked about before that 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 rookie season is the hardest one to stay healthy and to make it through because you've busted your ass all offseason trying to get ready for the draft and all these things. There's no break. So now you are all these young guys. You have Christian Watson who is a body that is designed to be missing a few games each year. He's 25 (laughs) years old, uh, so he's not like he's going to grow into it more. This is who he is. He's going to miss a few games. That's been his entire life. So you have no safety net and you have a guy in Jordan Love that, even if he plays well, will likely struggle to punch it into the end zone with his arm and then you don't have Mason Crosby, arguably the best kicker in team history. You let him walk. You're not, the Packers are not even serious about being a team that can win a, a Super Bowl. So what I will say to that, Jim, and, and
1: what I said last week, and first of all, when we get to Tauscher's yeah. tears, whenever we do yeah. get to that, he's totally wrong, and I can't wait to hop on that train with you. But I will say this about the Packers. If you're going to go through a rebuild... This is the year to do it because you could still be a team that's one of the seven teams at the end of this thing in the NFC that has a chance to compete in a Super Bowl. And if that's still a goal to to continue to rebuild the team and to move on from Aaron Rodgers and to go young and try and grow with a brand new core and you happen to do it in a year where the NFC is awful and you can get away with it and you look within their own division. There's three other teams that aren't very good. The Vikings are also unloading, as Dalvin Cook was released earlier today. Like There's opportunities to rebuild this season and still be good enough to be one of the seven teams standing at the end.
0: Is that actually a bad thing? Wouldn't it be better to bottom out? What is the point? Because here's the thing. That is disingenuous to say because you got Jordan Love as a quarterback. And right now, all evidence points to he ain't going to be Aaron Rodgers in his prime this year. So... By saying we got a chance because we backdoored our way into the playoffs with eight wins, that is a a lie. Well, that I- is a that is being purposely obtuse. Okay, neat. You got to the playoffs. You're not anywhere close to. You're not close to the Dallas Cowboys or Philadelphia. The 49ers will beat the snot out of you. They took you to the woodshed when you had Aaron Rodgers. What are they going to do this time around? They're going to take you to the woodshed and bury you. Some former
1: offensive linemen think the Packers are only one tier away from the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about that in a minute. I would defer to you, two, Jim, you're a Bears fan. Colin, you're a Jaguars fan. You guys know more about finishing at the bottom of the conference than I do.
3: Okay, that was a cheap shot.
1: It was cheap. uh, Does does resetting and starting over work, or is it better to to
3: be fundamentally competitive while being able to kind of retool on the fly. I think you'll know in the first few games, uh, you know, going into the season, Jim's right. Like, they're only reloaded at quarterback with a quarterback that's not going to be Aaron Rodgers' level. And sure, they got guys who are a little, one year more experience, one year further along in the system, you got the same head coach. Sure, that's a benefit, and the defense is pretty solid. But you're kind of reloading by taking a step back. And no Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to have the same level of production, Jordan Love, it's his first year under center, actually starting. And the games we've seen of him, he hasn't been very good. What's to change? If he's going to come out and win 10 games, sure, because the division is bad and the conference is bad, I understand that. But there's also four juggernauts, three juggernauts probably, that would absolutely kick the crap out of them. So it's a level of you got to make sure you know exactly what you want out of the season. If the playoff berth is it, I think that wild card is wide open. Jim, I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah. If they want to dive, dive into that and get the wild card, you're not really going much farther
0: than that, but if you're going to make the playoffs, I think it's worth it. And we can look into Tauscher's tier after the break here, because he's also assuming that nobody else gets better. He's also writing the whole history of the Detroit Lions yeah. off of saying, oh, they've been bad in the past. They're going to be pretty good they've this They've been year. an ascending team, and you know what teams, and we won't know it until it happens, but teams wrote off the Packers until they did it. Oh, this is a crappy team from the 80s. They never they were the losers. They were the the perpetual losers until they weren't. You are the losers until you aren't the losers anymore and Detroit is a team on the come up. Definitely. And he's right. Chicago, but they're a year ahead of the Packers in their rebuild. Chicago bottomed out and now they're a year in front of what their plan is. Look at Chicago's roster and unquestionably Justin Fields is more proven than Jordan Love. So I think those two teams are going to compete. And I think look, I think the Packers Chicago, are well or more were well rounded compared to the the Bears though. Where the wide receiver room is better in Chicago, the defense is better. Defense, all those first round picks. Tremaine Edmonds was been added. T.J. Edwards were added. So there was there's multiple. They're getting better, but it was still a terrible defense. It was a terrible defense last year. But again, the Packers when it mattered, O line. Oh, terrible. Uh, again, O line. The Bears spent money on it. So I would say these two teams are more similar than you want to say. Because here's the other part of it: you're assuming all. I would say everything good for the Packers. Everyone's going to bounce back. All those first-rounders are going to play like first-rounders. But we talked about this yesterday. There's like, what, three first-rounders who are actually playing like first-rounders on the Green Bay Packers? Yeah. I mean, Stokes, sure, first-rounder. When Is he when is he playing this year? Rashawn Gary, when is he playing this year? But my point being with it, forget even Chicago out of it, Detroit and Minnesota are unquestionably better than Green Bay. Yeah. And when you roll into it, I think Chicago is going to be like Detroit last year. And I think they're going to look like Uh, Maybe even Jacksonville at a ceiling last year. They're going to go from a three-win team to a seven-to-nine-win team. That's where I think they are living. But the question is, the Packers won what, eight games last year? They were eight eight and nine. They unquestionably, and you cannot tell me otherwise, got worse. Talent-wise,
1: yes. I agree. Yes, But that's not to say that they can't be a playoff team because last year's standards for playoff teams in the NFC is not the same as this right, year's Because They
0: could be better. The other teams in the NFC
1: could be Better. A couple of them, but also the Vikings are worse. The Seahawks will likely be worse. Bucket, the Buccaneers why are, pa- are going to be Wait, worse. Why this, are the
0: Seahawks and Vikings worse? But the Packers, the Packers have had a bigger fall off than those two teams. Good point. You removed a fringe Pro Bowl quarterback who two years ago had coming off back to back Pro Bowls, and Aaron Rodgers. Forget even the rest of it. Is a veteran quarterback who knows where all the bodies are buried out there on the field, and every dumb Packer fan out there, and specifically dumb Packer fan who thinks that Aaron Rodgers was the problem last year. I got news for you. Aaron Rodgers covered up so many warts. Yes, he maybe made more mistakes than normal, but how many checks did he make at the offensive line to change it from a run to a pass or vice versa? How many times did he put a receiver in the right position? How many times did the receiver run to the wrong position or drop a touchdown? How many times did Aaron Rodgers save their bacon out there by not turning it over or making an amazing throw for a touchdown and keeping the ball alive with his feet? blinders have been put on because of Aaron Rodgers antics over the last 6 months but even Aaron Rodgers last year was a top 10 quarterback in the NFL just uh, Jordan Love if he's top 17 you're going to be happy that's yep. still a 7 position drop off at the most important position. And the uh, pa- Packers last year, one thing about that too is like they
3: were a product of either playing really, really well or playing really, really bad. They had that three-game win streak earlier in the year. They started off 3-1. and one. Then they had the quick, terrible losing streak right then. Then they were able to bounce back and were in playoff contention in Week 17 or Week 18. So And then that terrible loss to the Lions. That's a whole other story. But that's partially contributed to Aaron Rodgers. You know, a veteran quarterback can get you to those situations and give you a chance. Are we confident that even Jordan Love can do that? I... To Jim's point, Bears have gotten better. I'd argue that the
0: Bears are closer to the Packers than the Packers are closer to the Lions. Yeah, I think the Packers and the Bears are going to be fighting for that 6-8 to win season. And
1: I feel like you guys are kind of proving my point, that the fact that the Lions, the Bears, and the Packers are all kind of in the same boat fighting for a playoff spot shows that it's the year to rebuild. And it's still a chance to compete and be one of the seven remaining at the okay, end of the NFC. Okay, but again, end.
0: who cares? You're still going to get smoked by Philly, San Francisco, Dallas, and New Orleans. And probably you're assuming the Giants. We're just writing off the but Giants. Why aren't they getting better? Did people say the same thing when the
1: 49ers but, came to Lambeau a couple and years to that ago? Point, like, Jay, you just got to get in.
3: You want the Bears to make the playoffs. If if the Bears were going to make the playoffs as that last team and get smoked in the first round, you'd want that over-bottoming out. And right, because the they Popeye also play. have
0: Carolina's first-round pick. So, again, yeah. Chicago and Carolina's second-round pick. And they got D.J. Moore from Carolina. So again, go look at their roster and go look at the setup. But Green Bay, and we'll hear from Colin Cowherd. He thinks there's a hurt coming for Green Bay. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
2: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Reach Jim. Rodgers always covered up a ton of warts. O-line mediocrity, among other things. You always can't have it both ways. The same idiots used to say Rodgers needed to throw more interceptions, take more risk, are probably the same ones cherry-picking the interceptions as evident he was on decline delusional. That's JJ in Poinette. Uh, Daniel, the sloth chime is in here. I honestly think Green Bay's entire season would have been better if Watson had not dropped the guaranteed touchdown uh, in the first possession of the season. Everything went downhill from there. Season changing drop there for Christian Watson. In the that's first a, game? That's a bold take
1: <laughs> on play number one. And, and they won the next home. three. Like,
0: yes. t- <laughs> Daryl <laughs> at Deerfield. Couldn't Johnson. have been that
1: Jets game at all. Couldn't have been that Titans game. No, it was Christian Watson. The
0: only way the Packers make the playoffs is if they win the division. The North won't have a wild card. I agree with that. I agree with that as it's well. It's much like the Brewers, right now, in, in, the, in A lot the NL of Central. Yes. There could very
3: well be two teams in that NFC East who take that, again, take that wild card yeah. spot.
0: So let's fire up some NFL music and we're going to get Tauscher's Terrible <laughs> Tears, is what I am calling it here. And then we'll get to, I think, we'll try to come up with the Rutledge and Hamilton correct <laughs> tears. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Brewers Light, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Jim Rutledge, Colin Russo, and uh, Jesse Nelson with us. And we're all winners. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. That's where winners go. Over $12 million, j- $12 million in jackpots last month alone. Uh, over $50 million in jackpots this year. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Let's get to Tauscher's terrible tiers. Jesse Nelson.
1: So, and this is actually the revised list because okay. he unveiled the tiers of four earlier today. And then he amended it to be a six-tiered system. Tausch's NFC tiers, and this is, of course, inspired by the news today that the Minnesota Vikings released running back Dalvin Cook, pro bowler each of the last four years, so that got Tausch into thinking his rankings of the tiers of the NFC. Tier one, standing alone, last year's two teams that played in the NFC Championship game, the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. No issues there. Yep. Tier number two, the Dallas Cowboys fighting McCarthy's and the
3: new-look Derek Carr-led New Orleans Saints. It's a little high for New Orleans for me, but uh, Carr's a proven player.
0: Like- well, they went... So, last year, they were a pretty good team, and they went from James Winston and Andy Dalton to Carr. So, that is a, that is a yep. settler at a quarterback, and I think that you can count on that team just being... So, yeah. I think that's a 10-win team.
1: And their NFC South opponents all got worse. Yeah, it's or it's a terrible division. Yeah. Terrible question division. question marks yes. this year. So that's, I think, Tausch's big argument with the Saints is they may not be a super great team, but they'll rack up 10, 11, maybe even 12 wins based on what their competition is. Then we get to Tier 3. So, so far, smooth sailing on I the list. I call this
0: the hot dog tier <laughs> because this is the tier <laughs> where... Tosher just tries to throw Green Bay in with the rest of the ingredients. Like, I'll just sneak them in here because they're somehow in my delusional mind on the same tier. He also did it with Atlanta.
1: He did. So here, tier three, as the aforementioned Green Bay Packers, along with their NFC North rival, Minnesota Vikings and Detroit Lions, the Atlanta Falcons and two playoff teams from a year ago, the New York Giants and the Seattle Seahawks. All of those teams, according to Mark Tauscher, weekdays 9 to noon on Wilde and Tauscher,
0: are Tier 3 in the NFC. This is a very biased poll from Tauscher, or an agenda poll from Tauscher. Like he has specific feelings on certain teams, and this is what he is putting a lot of his past prejudice into this poll. Let's get through the rest of it, because I want to get to our takes on it. Tier 4, the LA Rams and Jim, your Chicago
1: Bears. Tauscher puts them on Tier 4. All right. Tier 5. Is, I don't uh, hate that
0: Chicago ranking. That's that's fair. No, I, I, I just think Green Bay and Minnesota are there with them. We'll get mm-hmm. to that. This yes. is where we
1: cross the stink pot line, according to Tausch, for Tier 5, Tampa, and Carolina. And then all alone at the very bottom, the Arizona Cardinals. Those are Mark Tauscher, Packers Hall of Famer, offensive uh, lineman,
0: superstar, Tausch's tiers of NFC teams for 2023. So I think... We all can agree the top part we can have, I have no problem one through four whatever I think there are I think you make a case that they are tiered up from everyone else those teams Philly San Francisco, Dallas and New Orleans I would say those teams are kind of static from last year they were in some cases you know on the upper yeah. echelon they have some stability look Dallas could what happens to this tier if Dallas adds Dalvin Cook and so what happens when other players are cut because here's the other question in this whole thing Green Bay? I think they're done. They're not roster building here. No. What happens if Chicago adds Jadavian Clowney? What happens if, uh, let's say, the Giants add another player? Because other players are going to get cut. There's going to be cap casualties. Let's say Cleo Mack gets cut, and he ends up on Seattle. Let's say Detroit adds someone. Green Bay is not doing it. DeAndre that. Hopkins is still out there. Exactly, yeah. Where, if, where does DeAndre Hopkins end up? If he ends up at one of these teams, that tears him up as well. Mm-hmm. And they ain't going to Green Bay. Nobody's going to Green Bay because Green Bay doesn't want anyone right now. Again, Green Bay is not actively trying to build a roster that's competing for a Super Bowl, which is why this tier to me is insane. But I'll go with the top four. We go with the top four. We'll kind of just... I don't, I don't have any love
3: the New Orleans thing as much as you guys do. That was a seven-win team last year, and Carr is a better player. Yeah, but And it's a bad division. It's bad division. But there are a bunch of guys that, you know could easily get hurt. They have a lot of guys who always are always battled around. So that, that's a team that could... Always...
1: I mean, they still have talent. They have Camaro. They, they have Michael they have plenty Thomas. plenty of if talent, if he healthy, and they've paid like... these guys, and these
0: guys are proven players, but they're never healthy. I saw a tweet somewhere that somehow Demar uh, Hamlin came back from death, back to the Bills faster than Michael Thomas. <laughs> he, has he, he hasn't played. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> so, I mean, Michael Thomas has Fair. got some... <laughs> Probably so not really the name I should have thrown up. out first, but, but uh, yeah. Olave,
1: like they've got a, a talent. So I have those two. Squad. teams.
0: I have Philly, San Francisco as like clear echelon. Dallas, New Orleans, kind of st- static. They'll get slightly better. I, so, if,
1: if I could arrange it even more specific, yeah. Dallas, I would say is definitely above New Orleans on
0: okay, that. Tier. So why we put New Orleans down to this tier I have before, where I think these teams in tier three are on. I kind of call it the come up tier. The Giants, Seattle, Detroit, New Orleans. I think all those teams, I think it's fair to expect them to either match or do slightly better than they did last year. There, there are four teams that not only were better than the Packers in terms of
3: record, other than New Orleans, but they all improved. The Giants kept their coaching staff, which we all thought Kafka was going to leave, and they came back yep. and they re-signed Daniel Jones another year in the system, and they got Waller. And then you got Seattle... Good Smith, uh, Jackson Smith, the Jigba, is in the yep. mix. Yep. Second year under the same system. And Detroit, who's definitely going to get better at a good draft, and yep. it's a team that people want to play for.
1: Seattle's the one that I disagree with. I have no evidence to support my argument. I simply think they caught lightning in a bottle with you, Geno Smith You don't think that is going to continue? No, with, I, even his I,
3: first year in the system.
1: I, I think this year they take a step back. I think the other teams are definitely on the come up. I think the Giants... Certainly the Giants and Lions, I think, belong on the same tier.
0: Seattle has... They took Devon uh, Witherspoon, number five overall pick. Seattle had two first round yes. picks, yes, and they had what? Uh, it was Scottie Jigba. Four, yes, and then they have four picks in the first two rounds. So they added uh, a running back from UCLA and Derek Hall from Auburn. So they've added a lot. So they, you're right, they caught lightning in the bottle, but they added they so. And much. Carol is so
3: good they, with these I, younger players.
1: He is, and they are. There's no doubt with the draft picks they added. They did have a good draft. I think. I think there's just extra weight. That goes into that quarterback position. And I think they got real hot last year yeah. with Gino. And I think they take a step backwards this year as teams figure them
3: out, scheme them out better over this offseason. I just, I think they take a step back. I think it'd be weird to assume that Gino would be the same type of elite player that he t- all of a sudden turned into. But the fact that maybe he's in the perfect system, perfect situation, perfect coach, and everything, maybe that's why I'm a little higher on them than most. I'd say the Seahawks end this season where the Jets ended last season. They feel
1: good about everything but quarterback.
0: Okay. I'll be optimistic. I, th- I think they're going to end up, uh, I think last year, what were they, seven or eight wins? Were they eight? Uh, Seattle was eight and nine, yeah. yeah. Same as So same as I think bad. they're going to get nine or ten. I don't think it's crazy. A few more things break their way. Geno Smith, Rich Gannon, there's been other quarterbacks who have found the right system for them. Maybe he won't be as good, but I don't think he's going to be required to. Now he has better players around him. There's more players who can do things for him. Why don't we love Minnesota there? Minnesota, I would say... I don't have them as a team on the rise. That was their coaches in the first yeah. year last year. True. They won
3: 13 games, and sure, they lost Cook. We all know running back really doesn't mean much. True. And they lost a couple defensive pieces, sure, but they have a great offense, and they probably have the best non-quarterback offensive piece in the league in Justin Jefferson. But are you saying Minnesota's getting better? Or they I'm not saying getting... say, I'm saying they should be in so that I, tier. They I, won 13 I, games last year compared to the nine games of so all I, the other So I'm kind of
0: putting these more of like how I feel about the team. So sure. I have... The sleeper team, LA, I don't have any feel for them. So I just put them no, down as a sleeper. That, that's all injuries. And they lost Ramsey, too. You got to yeah, keep that in so, mind. Like, but if Stafford's healthy, could this team rip off some wins? Sure. I McVay's mean, a good coach, and a good coach? Quarterback, Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just don't know what that team is. And then I have otherwise, I have, what's it, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota as just question marks. That, look, if Justin Fields, from year one to year two, he made a massive jump. If he makes a 30% jump from year two to year three that we just saw Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts do by adding more playmakers for the quarterback, the defense could still be a problem. But if the quarterback is solved, we know that solves a lot of problems there. They had a string of putting up almost 30 points a game in the middle of the year. Yep. The defense was allowing 35 at that point. But this is a defensive-minded coach in Eberflus. He's going to sign more players. They, they are need to help do more Fields, just as much as they can. That's right. all the idea. And that's what they've done. They've drafted running backs. They've added DJ Moore. They traded for Chase Claypool. They added Robert Tunyon. So I think Chicago's a team that I think their floor is probably six and their ceiling is probably nine. And I think that's where Green Bay fits. Minnesota, again, they're probably closer to LA. I didn't call them a sleeper, but they're more of like, I don't know what they could. I have no idea what they're going to be.
3: They might go for a big regress or they might be in sort of in the same situation. I like it because it's the second year under the head coach. Yeah, and he had a great year the first year. And sure, bad playoff loss, but an incredible game at that against the that, uh, that, that giant game
0: and as much as we want to get on Cousins and they also have Jefferson he played great that game yes I know they lost Terrible stealing, terrible
3: but... check down at the end of the game but he played a great game
0: <laughs> yeah and then you have, uh, then the, the bottom is just uh, that's Carolina Tampa and Atlanta yeah, I don't know where pond, Tosser fun, with yeah. Atlanta like, that's such a that's such his Atlanta
1: pick. take is strange. like Desmond Ritter isn't good yeah. Like, you I don't, don't know, know anything about him. Yeah, I, and I mean, I saw enough last year to determine that yeah. guy's got a lot of he's got a lot of
3: room to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of feel the same about Jordan Love quite honestly, but That's least, a team I could totally see being the quarterback sweepstakes this time uh next yeah, draft, at, draft cycle. Um they've got talent on offense,
0: but that quarterback is just I, I, bad I, division. Bad division. But and so the other part <laughs> of it is when I look at some of these tiers and the difference is that so Minnesota similar to Green Bay in this part of it. They're not they didn't really do much with their roster outside of traditionally just drafting to try to get better. In fact, they're getting worse on paper with their roster. Yep. And Chicago has they are actively now. They're where Detroit was last year. Chicago bottomed out and now they are going in with their QB and going in with their roster. And they're gonna try. They spent smart money. I think they're gonna spend a little bit more. I don't know what they're gonna be. But they from a roster building team mentality standpoint, that team and you hear them talk, and those players talk, there's nobody then in Chicago talking like David Bakhtiari, like, hey, we're probably rebuilding, whatever. Chicago's like, no, now we're going forward. We ate all the trash we had to eat last year, and now we're going forward. Maybe they'll be bad, but the mentality there. Green Bay, we're getting rid of our veterans. We have, God, what was the number? It is 25% of their cap is in dead cap space. Yeah. They're, that's not a team yeah. serious about winning football games. Mm-hmm. So
1: let me ask you this, Jim, Colin, Ryan, everybody. How many Packers fans feel the same way Tausch does? How many Packers fans would say that the Packers are on the same tier or a better tier than every team in the NFC North? Because Tausch's big assertion today is that when you look at the NFC North, the Bears are a team that's on the up but still a lot of room to grow. The Vikings have gotten worse in a similar sense that the Packers have this offseason. The Lions, while stock was up at the end of the season, are still a very unproven winning culture team. Taos thinks the Packers have as good a chance as any in the NFC North to win the division title this year. How many Packers fans do you think feel the same I, way?
3: Packers fans are traditionally that's fairly optimistic. I think there's not a, so, a single reason to believe that. I think the the Lions, returning their quarterback, returning their head coach, they got a lot more pieces all around. Minnesota was just a much better team last year. I don't think there's, a, there's not enough on the Packers side that can prove that they make this leapfrog two teams that really either regress a little bit or they improved. I, I don't think there's a single reason to believe
0: that. I, uh, most Packer fans I talk to are like, hey, we're just looking forward to a season to watch the young guys. Like, that's the most part. I think if you are dunking on the Lions, you are, again, falling to the trap of teams people used to do that to the Packers. And then they became really good. They added, now, uh, obviously, Gibbs from Alabama. Maybe that was a reach, but he's a really good football player. And then they added David Montgomery, by the way, as well. Uh, in free agency. Then they added Jack Campbell. Maybe that's a reach too, but again, a player who will start and do well. And second year under Hutchinson as well. They added Sam Laporta, a second a, a, a second round draft pick. Brian Branch, a guy who at one point was viewed as a starter. I mean, a first round guy. I wanted the Jags get him. So, I mean, those are players in the first, I'll just look at the first two rounds. Those are players and those yeah. players are expected to do things immediately. And he's and, a coach that people want to play for. Right. That makes a huge difference. Those guys play hard. And, and I, I, a lot of teams don't. And and a young team still responds to a guy like Dan Campbell. So if you want to say Minnesota, Chicago, and Green Bay right now, we can throw them all in a a blender, fine. But I I think Minnesota and Chicago are going to separate themselves a little bit from Green Bay. I think Green Bay and Chicago will battle it out. I don't think anyone from the NFC North is going to a wild card, and I think Detroit wins the division. This is Richard Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
2: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.
0: I think, and close review, the Minnesota the Vikings okay. are the team that Mark Tauscher thinks the Green Bay Packers are. That Minnesota was a really good team last year, and they lost some players, but they got a first-rounder in Jordan Addison, who in theory could replace Thielen, and they've added some defensive players at, in the secondary, which they had some holes at, in theory that can help them out. But the Green Bay Packers, if I'm... I Maybe I'm wrong, but and maybe it's PTSD for me. But what the, this Packers team sounds like, it screams like a lot of Bears teams, like Mitch Trubisky's last year in Chicago, like, Oh, we got all these veterans still left over. Like we can make a run. We can be the wild card team. That doesn't happen. Like that's this is classic. Yesterday, I read quotes from Matt Nagy, and, and we play a little game as he talk about Mitch Trubisky or, we, or is Matt Lafleur talking about Jordan Love in practice because it's the same damn quotes. Uh, and now, when you look at it, you can try to sell yourself on a lot of things. But a, the other thing I'll go back to is i will sure anyone can look at his team on paper and go, "Okay, I like it," but there's nothing behind it. There's nobody but. Be- where is the depth on this football team? It's not there, and they are what probably worse at safety, even defensively, worse at safety this year. Uh, Rashawn Gary is going to miss at least the first four games. Health of the year. and secondary, to be honest, and complete even cornerback is going to be a problem. Technically, yes. we don't know about Rashawn
1: Gary, so that when when we asked Touch the other day, he said, "Well, is Rashawn Gary going to be healthy?" Because that was his uh, argument on whether the defense would be but, an outstanding. Oh, by, defense by, the, this
0: by year. the way, Rashawn Gary, I think. Went three of his last three games without a sack. So Rashawn Gary's never paid off. Now, he might have gotten there last year. I thought he would have. But he never paid off. And a guy coming off an ACL realistically isn't going to look like Rashawn Gary, even if he is showing up. But he tore it in November. I I, think we learned from Bakhtiari, let's just allow... A little time for recovery there. The reason why I believe that the Packers,
1: despite going through a rebuilding season, are still going to be NFC contenders to reach the playoffs. Not saying they're a Super Bowl team by any means. Not even close. Especially compared to some of these other teams. But I think they can make the playoffs because I think they will play good enough defense with the talent that they've invested in on that side of the ball. And I trust that Matt LaFleur in a year where he will have total control over his system without a quarterback who's going to be changing a bunch of plays at the line of scrimmage, without trying to alter his system to his quarterback's specific Hall of Fame skill set, I think he'll scheme up a couple of wins. I trust that he is that good from what I've seen in the four years he's been in Green Bay. Last year was different. This year, I think, knowing what they have on that side, run the ball effectively, which they have two dependable running backs that can do that pass the ball just well enough have an offensive line play just well enough and be able to stop other teams a lot of like 20 to 17 wins could be in the cards for the packers this year but a win's a win and if you can win 8 9 games and get into the playoffs i'm okay with that shifting back you got to you got to win the division
3: that's yeah. the idea you got to win there's going to be the NFC East is the best division they're going to have a quite a few teams in the mix there the giants are going to be better the dallas going to be there and philly's going to be the best team uh, i think the ultimate idea is in the NFL, it's very valuable if you have your head coach coming back and your starting quarterback coming back. The Packers are not one of those teams. They have to replace, although he was on the roster, dealing with with Jordan Love for 17 games is a lot different than dealing with him in practice. So it's going to be a little bit of a growing out process trying to figure out how to use him in games and what he, where he succeeds. You have a McConnell and uh, O'Connell and uh, Cousins coming back. Yep. You know what you're getting. You know... Their, their camaraderie, how they work together. It's going
0: to be a lot of question marks, more so than guarantees, going into that season. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Colin Russell, Jesse Nelson, Jim Rutledge with you, live from the Everlight Solar Studio, talking Green Bay Packers and Towsher's terrible tears. You know why this is a terrible tear list? He just, did he just leave off Washington? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> Because you talked about teams, did Washington finish with the same record as the Packers last year? Uh, they won I don't remember. seven or seven games, I think. Okay. I, think they won I thought seven they games. were
1: they were pretty significantly worse. Uh, if okay, if 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 I know it was Tausch, eight,
3: eight, 8 and one,
1: I feel like I know Tausch fairly well. I know I speak Tausch. I don't know if that means I know Tausch well, but I speak him well enough. So, they,
0: in theory, had a better record than the Packers, so they weren't below five hundred.
1: I would guess Washington goes next to Chicago and L.A. on tier four. So he has well, tier three is the Giants, Seahawks, Lions, Packers. Uh, Falcons and Vikings. I don't think he would put Washington on that tier. I think he puts him one below. Despite the Chicago fact that the
0: Washington Rams. uh didn't lose a franchise quarterback and finish with a better record than the Packers, he's gonna still sought
1: Washington up. didn't lose one because they don't have one. Right. Sam but, Howell.
0: But no. but they also like Sam they have, Howell. They have Jacoby like the other part of this is they have Jacoby Preset on that team. The Packers would win more football games this year if they had Jacoby percent. Isn't their that team what every six win yeah. team has
1: ever said? Oh, they, but we've got Jacoby percent. Right. Well, Washington's got win a good defense, games. too. They yes. got a good
0: defense. I'd feel more comfortable if I was trying to make the playoffs as a Packer fan if Jacoby percent was my quarterback and Jordan Love.
1: Now, I would be okay with, like I said last year, make the trade for Derek Carr, bring in Jacoby percent. You got two options. If one goes south, move on from Jordan Love. I'll, I'll give so, you that.
0: What I look at this whole thing and you go back to those tight games, who's kicking those field goals? And the Packers are telling on themselves, they're telling all of us that maybe we'll luck into this, but realistically, we're not trying to. Philly got better. San Francisco got better. Dallas, they made an effort to get better. They spent money and draft capital to get better. The Giants got better. Seattle got better. Detroit got better. New Orleans got better. Chicago got better. Minnesota, Green Bay, Carolina, Tampa, Zona, and maybe Washington and L.A. Got worse, so the Packers are in that tier. They are a team that has gotten worse. What There's happens? No doubt. When, what happens if Christian Watson misses three games? You throw the ball to Romeo Dobbs, and that's it. And uh, Reed, Jalen Reed. Yeah, that's that's yep. that's problematic. What happens? So Christian Watson who missed time throughout his entire time in college and in the NFL. What? What Luke Musgrave, who also missed time in college, <laughs> misses a few games. <laughs> Now who are you throwing Tucker the ball Kraft,
1: to? Jackrabbit. What about what, what if Jordan ass, Love goes down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: what <laughs> about old ass broken David Bakhtiari who doesn't even want to be here? What El- happens when El- his do Jordan Love sprains an ankle? Who they going out? We figure it out on the other side. Hide the hole. How much do you think Aaron Rodgers? Real question here. How much do you think? Because I said this before, the offensive line coach for the Green Bay Packers under Aaron Rodgers was completely pointless. Aaron Rodgers made everyone look great. He wasn't taking a sack. He was getting the ball out of his hands quick. He he knew what was happening. How much do you think that this offensive line, everyone's going to look worse this year? Because Jordan Love ain't doing that. He's going to need more time. While I agree
1: with you, I do think one of the promising things that I've heard that's actually talking about uh, Jordan Love's skill set and not just his confidence and leadership, uh, Matt LaFleur talked about his ability to decision-making, and and Love himself talked about, decision-making, viewing the field, knowing when to take off, knowing when to try and throw something, when to check down, like... Those are things that we have heard during OTAs that I do think it's an option as a more mobile quarterback than Aaron Rodgers was that'll be open to the Packers this year. So that's one thing that can help hide that offensive line trouble a little bit. Not saying it's going to be Michael Vick they're running all up and down the field, but... Jordan Love is more mobile than Aaron Rodgers was, so if a pocket were to break down, he may have the instinct, I can take <laughs> off and get five, six yards, as opposed to the what you had is, before.
3: We all, we all agree that the Packers need to be a running team in order to see some offensive success. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, this offensive line, problematic. Their receivers, let's just say at the very least, are problematic. So, How you, many of them are great blockers yeah, as far as like, run
0: blockers, too? They're all young guys. If these guys. Know. If these
3: guys no. can't get open... Jordan Love, what's he supposed to do? Like, he, If the running game's not working because the offensive line's not really cutting their gaps very well, what, what are they supposed to do? It's, 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 there's so many problems that could happen. At the end of the day, last year, like, oh, we got Aaron Rodgers, he'll figure it out.
0: Jordan Love going to figure it out? So, that's that's nerve-wracking. I look at it like this. Last year, a perfect season for the Green Bay Packers. Everything goes right. They're probably a 10-11 win team. This year, everything goes right for the Packers. I think they're an 8-win team. Health playing well. Jordan Love
3: has a decent season. What Jordan Love good
0: season is not twelve wins. And I hope the god that Jordan Love is processing quick. This is his fourth year with the same head coach and the same offense, and he's been running the practices for the last two years. Plenty of film. And he's Jeez. been and we're not talking about sticking him to a game. I talked about this yesterday. Why would you be worried about practice? Because this is something he's done now from he's a veteran at OTAs because mm. Rogers hasn't shown up. He's a veteran at running practices because Rogers was hurt last year. So practice Jordan Love should look like He should be so comfortable. He should look like a god out there. <laughs> we talking about practice. And Jason Wilde's quote was yesterday was I guess you can call it a roller coaster, but there hasn't been a lot of highs. It's fair. I mean, that's there had not been much of a ride,
1: really, at this they're, point with Jordan Love. Like, you're still clo- waiting on yeah. finding
3: out what you're signing up yeah. for. That's why I don't like the, especially with the Lions in Mexico. The mix, they're much closer than what the Bears are than they are what the Lions are. Lions
0: are trending up. Packers are trending and down. By the way, Chicago added a ninth overall pick at right tackle and signed one of the top guards in the league. Yeah, so they're still a year or two away. They are. But that offensive line, and their left tackle started every single game last year. I don't know what that line's going to yep. be, but when you add a top, the, the top right tackle in the draft, your line all of a sudden tears better across the board. I don't think it's as good as the Packers, but they have Justin Fields or Michael Vick back there, not Jordan Love. Right now, I'm going to give away a case of Twisted Tea Variety oh, Pack. Nice. This is uh, a all lot right. of fun. It's a limited edition uh, party pack here. Summer party pack features original, half and half, Arnold Palmer for uh, Alex Schroff back there. but <laughs> And peach flavors, along with, and I had this last night, the new limited edition flavor, uh, Twisted Tea Rocket Pop. The new style combines the flavors of the classic Rocket Pop Popsicle, lemon, lime, cherry, and blue raspberry punched up with a taste of authentic hard iced tea. So that one I had last night. It tastes like Twisted Tea to start, and then the after wow. is the bomb pop. That's the fun. The rocket pop there. Fourth so that's, of July coming up? Yes. Yeah, it, yeah, that's very summer. That. It was Twisted very much. I had, I had a oh, yeah. brat last night with that. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm going to give away a case of that right now to caller number three, 844-770-3776. Caller number three wins a case of the Twisted Tea Party Pack, 844-770-3776. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
2: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show.
0: Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Jim Rutledge alongside Colin Russo and Jesse Nelson. Brian Walsh on behind the glass. Get it to the show, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. 770 3776 uh, a source close to Taush's
1: tier list uh, confirming that he has the Washington Commanders on the same tier as the Giants, Seahawks, Lions, Packers, Falcons, and Vikings, tier three in the NFC. That's just too many teams per tier. No? Uh, ahead of the Bears and the Rams on
3: tier four. It's like a throwaway <laughs> tier. Just too much, too many, too many bodies. No, in
1: there. See, that's the glory of tears. You can have as many as you want on any. I was going to go ahead and say that former point.
0: Packer, former Badger guy who grew up in Wisconsin, Mark Tauscher maybe has some biases. What? No, he, uh, he
1: no. told us this morning he was not looking at it through green and gold colored glasses, mm-hmm. Jim. It was just very unbiased. If he
0: wasn't, then I think you'd tear Chicago and Green Bay together. I think those two teams are very similar. I think they're going in different directions. I think. I think Chicago's plan is to be passing Green Bay, not this upcoming season, but the following one. And then yeah. Green Bay will try to do what they can. Because mm-hmm. remember, Chicago got D.J. Moore and they got Carolina's first-round pick next year and Carolina's second-round pick next year. So, so even so next if, year. You but can compare Justin, that from this year. Too. But I'm saying, if Justin Fields is bad, they can go and trade their first-round picks and Carolina's first-round picks to go get a quarterback. And that's yeah. the same thing that yeah. Green Bay's doing, though. Mm-hmm. If Jordan Love is bad... Well, they can take their first-round pick. Oh, they're definitely going to be in the sweepstakes. Yeah. Here, I'll ask you guys this question, and you can chime in 844 3776 Would you rather a 8-win team make the playoffs or have a 4-win team and have an opportunity to have a brand-new quarterback?
3: Yeah, 8 mm-hmm. wins and you re-sign... Jordan Love to a Howard $20 million well, let's assume a year contract. That Jordan
0: Love has a Mitch Trubisky-type season where it's 24 touchdowns, 12 picks, 3,000 yards, and sixty five. Yeah, I just think he percentage.
3: gets two years no matter
1: what. But I, I think that's matter. why they structured his deal before well, this year the if, way that they if did. If this yeah.
0: team wins four games and they have the opportunity to draft, like my understanding going into this draft that Drake May and Williams from USC are viewed as franchise-changing QBs. So let's say that... Let's say... I, I don't mean to put any bad juju on you, but let's say Jacksonville, let's say Trevor Lawrence gets hurt, okay. so they end up with the the first overall pick. They're not going to take Caleb Williams, right. so now they're going to trade. They're willing to trade a King's ransom for yeah. it. Green Bay could give up a King's ransom for it. They're not going to do it if they won seven games and stuck in the playoffs or eight games. It's, but a, if it's, they a, won, it's a purgatory. It's if a, they won four and Jordan Love looks meh, yeah. it would be, I would say, career suicide for Goody not to go get Williams. It would be a tough sell
1: if Jordan Love doesn't have a great year, and you pass on Caleb Williams in that situation. I would agree with that. If it's a, a, the Arizona Cardinals did it a couple years ago, if you have transcendent talent there, it doesn't matter what you've previously invested. You go get it. Huh. Clearly, it, wasn't transcendent. But yeah. I don't think the Packers will be in that position. I don't think that, if Jordan
0: Love. Well, here's the weirder part: if Jordan Love gets hurt, but then still, I don't even care what he, whatever matter. you think of Jordan Love, he is already. In a bad situation, let's say Jordan Love plays three games, he gets hurt, Sean Clifford plays, and the team is as trashy as they absolutely can mm-hmm. be, and they win two games. Yeah. So now, you have Jordan Love, who is one year away from a payday, and you still don't know what he is, or Caleb Williams... Yeah. That's what they would do. They would go after a quarterback. You have yeah, to you, you have to take Caleb Williams.
1: There's, there's enough
3: time this. that you give a guy where if they don't know in practice and they're like, we need game experience, that yeah. doesn't – if you don't know yet, you don't know. You have to take Caleb Williams.
1: I would still start Jordan Love next year, even though Caleb Williams has got to be better. I would not go, do that. I'd have him compete. A couple of games. I'd have him
0: compete in, in OTAs immediately. I think, by, by the end I of think September, th- Caleb Williams I takes over. I yeah. think the
3: Packers media and this station would not be happy if Caleb <laughs> Williams was sitting on the bench week one with
0: Jordan That's
1: Love fair. going out
3: there. That's fair, but I think Goody and his yeah. pride
1: so and, and just follow. the way
0: that it needs to be done. So, is it, if that's the case, then you're telling me you don't think is a good GM. Uh. Because if he can't pocket pride for what is being viewed right now, Caleb Williams today, how we're viewing him as a Andrew Luck-type prospect, what a- that is that is being a horrendous GM because you're caring more about your pride than you are about... Building your team. I know there's a there's a term for it in movies or
1: books. Uh all I can think of is the Achilles heel. I don't know what it is in in the specific film term. But I think Goody is a good GM with an Achilles heel with a glaring weakness that fatal flaw. A fatal flaw. And his fatal flaw is Jordan Love.
0: Yeah. Well, is that then hubris? Yeah. To make it fully. But
1: it's not in every case. Like he's moved on from Amari Rogers. He's moved on from. That's an some other players that he's got to move on from than a first round quarterback. Exactly. I think. I think Jordan Love and the investment that he made at the time that they made that investment is his fatal flaw. Well,
0: I'll, I'll give you this, and we have to go to break on it. But I believe it was uh, Wilde who said that Goody was borderline ecstatic when he talked about Aaron Rodgers being gone, and Ted Thompson said this is a bad day for the Green Bay Packers. It was a good day for me because I was at Carbon World Health. Uh, I take semi-glutide. I'm down. I actually measured myself. I weighed myself all the measurements today. 198 pounds, 10% body fat. As weight loss, about 26 pounds over the last five months. And that's combined with working out at Carbon World Health. Uh, Go sign up for the six-week experience. Go ask about semi-glutide and see if it can change your life. This is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light.